go get it if I want it Gotta make to myself a promise I won't quit, keep going till I got it I won't give up till I'm on top Yo, no, I ain't the type to give up If I do something, man, I do it till I get what I want I turn a business out of nothing into something I love I got a poker face, but honestly, I'm not one to bluff I flip a switch, never miss, man, I always stay up Don't let them see you, bitch, always have a plan to stay tough This life ahead of you ain't easy, it was built to be rough But that's what makes a personality Hello and welcome to Incoming with Margie Avery. I'm your host. I'm the host and everything on this podcast. If it's your first time listening, thank you for listening. If you're a return listener, thank you, thank you. Today I want to talk about, you know, my constant theme in this podcast is to try to spread positivity and try to give people a way that you can live the life you want to live and be happy. And you don't have to achieve that by following an influencer and seeing what's making them money. Because let me tell you, that's what it's doing. It's not necessarily making them happy, fulfilling anything. It's just making them money. And God bless them, they found a way to make money. But I want to encourage anybody out there who feels unfulfilled in their life, who feels they're not living the life that they really want, to go out and live the life you want. You don't, there's no special sauce to this. I have shared in other episodes, and if you haven't listened to them, I invite you to do so, that I'm 58 years old now. I lived in Michigan for years. I had an obligation that I chose for my mother, who was divorced and had some health issues. I stayed in Michigan primarily for her, put a a number of things in my life on hold in order to be available for her. But this past December, I made a move to Florida. I don't know this is going to be my last stop, but I know that, you know, it's kind of my time now. I can go and I can do some things that I want to do in life and I picked up accounting as a career late in life. That's something I can do from anywhere, and I am. I've been an entrepreneur. I've tried a lot of things in life, and I've been through a lot of experiences in life. Uh, As I said, my parents divorced. It was an ugly divorce. My father was not the greatest dad after the divorce. We had a challenged relationship up until literally the day he died, and I know that I'm not unique. I'm not that special. I have been through nothing that most of you haven't been through. We've all been through things. It's just, you know, it's not the things that happen in life or the choices you make. It's how you choose to move on from them. Life is life. And there's a lot of people out there navigating the waters and that's, we affect each other's lives and everybody's going to have good days and bad days. And that's okay. You can't control all of that, but you can control how it affects you and you can control what you do next. We all make bad decisions and that's okay. That's normal, but you can control how you, what you decide to do next, that you don't keep making the same mistakes. And you know, there's a lot of mental unwellness in the world. I don't think they, everyone says, oh, today, I don't think it's today. I think it's always been there. And there aren't a lot of good answers. And everybody has, to some extent, as my mother used to say, everyone has a mental health issue. No one is 100% mentally well. So we see all these things of, of how to take care of it. And I know things that I've done, and I know things that I've seen friends of mine do. And you got to find what works for you, that's healthy for you, that doesn't impact your life, 
in a negative way or those around you in a negative way. And, you know, part of this journey I'm on is to just live the life I want to live. I want peace in my life. I want harmony in my life. I want contentment in my life. And I know when people say, I want rid of the drama. Well, good luck. Living on this earth, you're, you're not ever going to completely get rid of the drama because there is some drama involved in living here. But you can find peace. And one of the most difficult parts of that journey that I'm finding is you will run across people in your life that have to go. Maybe they fit in at one time. Maybe you had more common ground with them at one time. And it's nothing personal in the sense of liking them or not liking them anymore. It's more that you've changed, you've grown, and they no longer fit. And honestly, the other side of that is you don't fit in their life anymore. And it's difficult. And one of the hardest things is when you realize that some of those people are people who are your family. And, you know, I've been exploring that a lot lately because, as I said, I had a very challenged relationship with my father and other family members. And, you know, I always felt like the odd person out because I was from my mother's second marriage. I, I have a sister. I call her my sister. She's my half-sister. Uh, I am biracial, and I was born in the 1960s in the South, so that sets the stage for that. But, you know, it was always, it, things are not perfect, but they're a lot different and a lot better than they used to be, and people who are biracial don't feel, I, I feel they don't feel as, uh, boy, that was a lot. I think that they don't feel as, oh, I don't know, like the odd man out as I did when I was growing up. And I grew up in predominantly, well, really all white neighborhoods for the most part. And I had some bad experiences. And then I had some experiences meeting some wonderful people that I'm still friends with today that the issue of race was never even part of the equation. But Difficult circumstances, you know, so I'm, I'm telling you this not to dither on about me, but to set this, the, the foundation for some of the experiences I've had and where I'm coming from when I say some of these things to you. I'm trying to tell you my, my credentials, so to speak. And one thing that I found, my, my mom did a really good job of preparing me for the things I was going to have to deal with in life because of being biracial and in the time and place that I was. And one of the biggest things that my mother always impressed upon me is that, you know, sometimes some people are not going to like you. And they aren't even going to have a reason. They just don't like you. You're not their cup of tea. And interestingly, my mother's thing was just, you know, shake your butt and keep on going. My mother was feisty. But in her later life, sadly, she lost that inner strength and she became someone who lived in the past and saw only the past as the happy times in her life. And she put what I feel is an unreasonable amount of time into chasing people that just didn't like her. And it cost her time with the people who did. And so I'm saying all of that to use an example because I see that a lot of people do that in life. We, we have people that we want to date or we want to be friends with or, you know, whatever it is. It, and for some reason, we're just not their cup of tea. But yet we still fall all over ourselves trying to 
become something that we're not in order to appeal to them. And, you know, really, you don't need to do that. And especially when you probably, I'm willing to bet you have people in your life who like you just the way that you are. And I'm willing to bet that you, at least some of the time, neglect those people while chasing the ones that really don't appreciate you. And my call to action for you is to stop doing that. If you're working in a place where you really don't fit in and you you really don't feel that you're gaining any traction, you know, you just, you don't fit the culture, as they say. Start looking to find another job. If you've got to get different skills, get the different skills. Sometimes, you know what, go in the door and fake it till you make it. But find a culture that appreciates you and you appreciate them and you don't have to strive to be something you're not in order to fit in and be appreciated for your efforts. If you're in a relationship where it's always in the back of your mind, like these doubts, these questions, or you always feel like you have to make some extraordinary effort in order to retain your meaning to that person, you're in the wrong relationship. You're fine alone. Just get out of that. Go be alone, start being yourself, and you know, someone that is more suitable to you will appear. I promise you, it will happen. But it's not going to happen when you're putting out a false front trying to appeal to someone who just isn't that into you. The people that really are like the real you aren't even going to see you because you're not letting them know that you're there and that you're just like them. Same thing with friendships. If you have friends that don't value you, you're always the one checking in on them, asking how they're doing. Uh, Only 10% of the conversation is spent discussing what's going on with you, if at all. You've got the wrong friends. People who really care about you, you really have meaning to, you will cross their mind and they will reach out to you. And that is a, that whole section there is a big, big piece of having good mental health. Surrounding yourself with positive people that are like-minded removes a lot of stress from your life. I'm not saying be close-minded and only be around people who think the way that you do, but like-minded at the core sense. You know, in, in terms of enjoying each other's company, enjoying conversation with one another, surround yourself with people like that. Work at a place that they appreciate you and your efforts, that you fit in with the culture. Have a relationship with someone who appreciates you just the way that you are and doesn't feel the need to encourage you to change things for them. And you don't want to change them. You're perfectly happy with who they are. Friends that enjoy your company. If they haven't heard from you in a while, they seek you out. When you're on the phone, unless it's a big drama thing going on where it needs to be your turn or their turn, that it's equal conversation about each other's lives. You know, live someplace that you enjoy waking up in every morning. Even your acquaintances, find a place to live where when you go to the store, you go to the gym, you're talking to people that, you know, you feel comfortable around. You don't feel an awkward energy around them. That's what you need to do to start having a happy life. You need to love yourself, accept yourself, who you are, And understand that there's more people out there like you. Be true to yourself and you will find people like you who are true to themselves. They'll be true to you. 
That's the kind of thing you got to find. And back to what I started with a while ago about sometimes these people that are harmful to us are our family. You know, you have to take an honest look even at people that are blood-related. I recently had a conversation with my sister, and I told her that, you know, since my mother has passed away, it's all fallen away from me in many ways. That's a life-altering thing for most people. But in my case, what it did is it reaffirmed my belief that life is short and we should enjoy it. And where I said that I watched my mother in her later years lose that joy in her life because she was living in the past, not building a current life, thinking all of her good times were behind her, not being true to herself, putting time and energy into people that didn't deserve it and honestly didn't want it. And that's what I'm saying to you. You need to even look at family members in an honest fashion. But I told my sister, I said, look, I am who I am. People can like it or lump it. If they don't like it, then they don't have to be around me. And I have given up analyzing people, trying to fix people, trying to apply my thinking to them. I'm done. And I'm done with tolerating. You know, I know who you are, and I guess if I don't like that too much, that I'm going to limit my time that I'm around you. And there are people in my life, in my family, that I now look at, and I realize, okay, you know, I forgive you. But I recently read this thing. It said, forgiven, but access still denied. And that's a tricky one, too. I do believe in forgiveness. And when someone asks you for forgiveness, I do believe you should forgive. I am a faith-based person. It doesn't matter if you are or aren't. Living this life, there's a certain thing called integrity. And if you have integrity, and if you're honest, and you know you make mistakes, and you sometimes will need to be forgiven, you have to have a willingness to forgive others. I don't think that they get a blanket policy, but I believe if someone comes to you, admits they have wronged you, wants to make up for it, that you have an obligation, if you have integrity, to forgive them. But that does not mean that you have to invite them back into your life. You now know them. You know how they are. You know what they're capable of. And it may not be something you need back in your life, but it doesn't mean that you don't forgive them. Have peace in your life. Peace in your heart. Carrying that negativity around only hurts you. Carrying grudges around only hurts you. Those people that you're harboring those feelings about are walking around living their life and probably not even giving you a thought while you're letting them take up space in your life some portion of every day thinking about them or what happened with them. You don't need that. You can find new people. You can put the time into self-care. And again, even if it's your family, you have to know who they are. When my father became not a father after the divorce, I had to be honest. My dad and I had never been truly compatible. And it's an odd thing because we look like we're twins but my dad was a man, much like many fathers of the time, that he didn't dole out congratulations or good jobs or anything like that, just kind of like constantly pushing you to do something a little bit better. You know, oh, that's nice, but you could have done better. That's good, but you could have achieved more. And I suppose they were teaching us something with that. But at the same time, it doesn't hurt to every now and then tell someone that they've done a good job at something. I don't think you need to get applause because you got out of bed that morning or did something that every human's expected to do, like some parents have taken to. 
But sometimes when your kid has done what you told them to do, you've set the bar and they reached it, you need to say, hey, good job. It isn't going to kill anybody to do that. My dad was not that guy, nor were many dads at that time. But it continued into adulthood. And what it did was leave me with the feeling that I was constantly striving to please him, to be him, actually. And I know from talking to friends, similar age bracket, that that wasn't unusual. But my father was also a narcissist. Uh, now they call it narcissistic syndrome or something. But he was a definite narcissist in, in every way, textbook. Um, we'll talk about that in another episode because that's a whole other interesting thing. But the point is, when I was honest with myself, I realized that, you know, my dad had never been that great of a dad. And I don't know the inner workings of why he may have come across that way because he never had open, honest conversations with me. But he was always the guy holding the bar, making you feel like you were a failure, you weren't going to completely achieve, you hadn't really done well enough, it wasn't good enough. It was my mother that provided the positive balance. So when I was honest, I realized this. And there were other family members that I realized, you know, they've never really contributed that much. So it, none of this should be surprising. And when you get honest with yourself, you start beating yourself up. And I mean, stop beating yourself up and stop thinking that there's something wrong with you. And it's okay to accept that there may be something wrong with them, that you're just fine. They're the ones that are a little abnormal based on a standard. And as I have said before, always keep in mind that even if you are the only person you know that is saying what you're saying or thinking what you're saying, thinking or believing what you're believing, it does not mean you are wrong. That bears repeating. It does not mean that you are wrong because you're the only one saying it. So keep that in mind too. It doesn't matter if it's a parent, if it's a sibling, if it's an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, whomever it may be, you are not honor bound to have a relationship with these people simply because you could get a slice of liver from them. Call them when you need the slice of liver. You don't need them in your life on a day-to-day -day basis if they are only bringing in unhappiness to you, if they're making you feel nervous and like you've got to constantly do something to gain time with them, that isn't the kind of family member that you need. Even if you had them, you wouldn't really be getting fulfilled in the sense of what a parent or a sibling is supposed to be fulfilling in your life. So they can go. Find somebody else. Sometimes your connection to those people is nothing more than a quirk of DNA. And the most beneficial thing they have in your life is you could give each other a slice of liver. Other than that, you have little to nothing in common. And you know, sometimes people change. And they come back and they realize when you're not there anymore that maybe they could have done a little better and they do try to do a little better. And when they come back and they do that, again, don't hold a grudge. Be willing to let them be a part of your life again if they have truly changed and they're treating you better. If they're not, say, hey, I forgive you. I love you. You're my family. But admittance is still not allowed. So these are the things that I want you guys to think about. I want you to think about your mental health. I don't want you to become a self-centered jerk. I don't want you to think that you're the only thing in existence. Think about you. Think about those around you. Think about other perspectives than your own. But at the same time, Recognize, it's like, you know, if you're doing something 
And, you know, like, it's like that old joke, you go to the doctor, doc, every time I do this, it hurts. And the doctor says, stop doing that. That's what I'm saying to you. If the way you're living your life is causing you mental pain, change it. It's okay. It might be a little rough battle getting through the change, but when you get through the change, it's so much better on the other side. Believe me, it's exactly where I'm at right now. And I'm going to share my journey with you guys. I don't know where I'm ultimately going to end up. But I'm making changes and I'm living life because I feel that's what we were put here for. If you are a religious-minded person, then you know this is not our permanent home. If you're not a religious-minded person, this is still not your permanent home. You're going to become dust in the ether. Either way, something put you here now. I believe it's to learn every day through good things, bad things, normal things happening, to learn something, to grow, to grow your heart, to grow your mind, to grow your appreciation, to be a viable member of the human race. If it means smiling at somebody, making small talk in line, being polite, holding a door, thanking somebody for holding a door, whatever it may mean, you have the keys and the control to make your life a happy thing. Despite what the media wants to tell you, despite what social media wants to put out there, you have the ability. And you know how everybody achieves greatness? By following their own mind and their own path and not listening to the naysayers. That's how anybody becomes great, whether it's a successful business person, an actor, whatever it is they achieve their greatness in, everybody told them that they couldn't do it. Everyone was a naysayer. They did not have a camp of cheerleaders. They went their own path anyway, and they achieved great success. That's how you achieve great happiness in your life. Start living a happy life. Something for you to think about. On that note, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you listening. My call to action is if you like this show, please Subscribe. Let other people know about the show. I'm trying to spread a positive message in a negative world. Maybe you can help me do that. Until then, I will be with you guys next week. So where is all the positivity? I feel like we all just hate on everything is killing me. Thoughts build quick, causing different possibilities. Negative thoughts will cause different disabilities. So do better. Work hard under pressure. If you got no time, work smarter than ever. Don't ever let them tell you that you can't ever say never. And turn your mind into the truest to go-getters.